five, four, three, two, one, zero. All engine running. Liftoff. We have a liftoff. Hello and welcome to Truth Beer and Podsequences. So this is the podcast where my co-host and I listen to all the Cincinnati-based craft beer podcasts from the previous week. And then we get together at a podcast host. And today we are back. We are back at Higher Gravity Summit Park. Thank you for being gracious podcast hosts. And what we do is we give our version of the truth of how those podcasts went. And hopefully there aren't too many consequences from the hosts of the other podcasts. So far, so good. So, Although we did just recently piss off. A podcast we reviewed for yeah, the first time last week. I said week. so far so good because that's yeah. sort of the thing. But yeah, there was a thing. <laughs> there was a thing. We'll get to that in just a little bit. Uh, I am Marco. I'm a taproom manager here locally. And that voice you heard belongs to the best co-host in podcast, Landia. I am Julia. I am a drinker of all the craft beer in, in the Cincinnati area. And I like to just do funny things related to beer, mm-hmm. including eating pelleted hops because... I mean, why not? <laughs> you did do that. I did do that. When someone dares me to do something, I am not a smart person, and 75% of the uh, time I'll do it. But you did it before they, they triple dog dared you. This is very true. It didn't take much uh, convincing. No. So, yeah. so uh, just to address the uh, pod sequence uh, from last week, uh, yes. thank you very much for the, the, the shout out, the response uh, from the Beerus podcast. On Twitter, yes. On Twitter, yes. Uh, apparently. And we had no idea. We had no, <laughs> we had no previous knowledge of their friend. Uh, and in the last episode, we did um, sort of go on a little bit of a, a, a dig yeah. on, uh, on a good Garden. friend of theirs. Yeah. A good friend yeah, of theirs. Very good friends, a friend of theirs. Jarger Binks. I, I did. I had no idea. No, the pictures of, that they had with him, amazing, mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah. So we, we He's very tall. He is so very tall. Very tall, Jar Jar. So Jar Jar, if you're friends of theirs, and then you're friends, friends of, ours. of ours. Yes, and we did say that we would say something nice about Mr. Binks because, again, we did not mean to offend. So was that your nice thing? He's very tall. Yeah. Okay. Look, I'm short, so I'm, I mean, so so am I. So am I. And I look at tall things and I go, "How'd you do that?" That's pretty cool. Yeah. How, how can we do that? Uh, and, and my nice thing about Mr. Binks is he uses his powers for good and not evil. Yeah, very yeah. good. Yeah, so to the beerist, thank you. And thank again, you. sorry for unintentionally offending you guys. Yeah. Love the podcast. I, I'm really enjoying kind of catching up on episodes. And hopefully we'll see some more Cincinnati episodes from them uh, in the future. Plenty of breweries point. to do that again. I Absolutely. Mean, I'm sure Absolutely. it won't be anytime soon, but plenty of breweries to do it again. Yes. Uh, other than that, uh, this would not be a good craft beer podcast if we weren't drinking craft beer. Try Unlike it. those fake ass uh, podcasts that don't drink craft mm-hmm. beer. Um, but you know who you are. You know who you are. You, know. you do. And you're out there just, you know, being a fugazi. They're, they're just drinking Mio. That's, that's <laughs> right. all. That's all there is. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, speaking of... Marco, what's in your glass? It looks delicious. I've had it before uh, on this pod, uh, probably for the past two weeks. Uh, I'm having lunch by Main Beer Company. Such a damn good beer. It's a very good beer. It is solid. Uh, and I'm having from Wolf's Ridge Hammer Toss. It is their Dunkel, and I've had it. Stop. I, Hammer Toss. time. <laughs> oh, I messed that one up. That's all right. Good job. You win, I lose. But we both are kind of winners because we both have really good beers in our glasses. We are. Yes. Yeah. So, uh, just as bef- well as one of those things, right? Right before we get into it, so the thoughts and opinions on this podcast are those of 
you know, us and us only mm -hmm. individually, not any uh, that um, may be representative of any entity that, you know, we may be affiliated with. That includes the places we work. That also includes higher gravity. Yes. So uh, don't at them at, at us. And 100%. we will tell you at the end of the pod how you can do all of that adding and, um, and uh, more. yeah, and more and more. Julia, Marco. what's next? Do you want to talk about, before we get into the podcast, which we have a decent number of them to, to go over today, but there has been a lot of, like, kind of brewery news going on in the Cincinnati area, so I wanted to kind of give a shout-out kind of quickly to some of the things that are happening, and maybe we'll do either a video episode or just kind of another bonus episode, uh, if not this week, next week, kind of digging into some of these a little bit deeper. A uh, couple things going on. Um, one of the biggest ones, I think, is the Listermans are retiring, and mm -hmm. they are, they have sold or transferred whatever the actual, you know, uh, thing that is happening with their brewery to uh, to a couple that home brews. So they're going to be continuing the Listerman Brewing legacy so that Dan and Sue can finally kick their feet up, relax, and just enjoy beer without having to think about it as their job and their business. So congratulations to them. Uh, there are a bunch of places that are opening up additional locations which is crazy, and I love it. You have uh, Third Eye Brewing. They're opening up two new locations in the near future. You have Sonder Brewing opening up a new location in the near future, and you have High Grain opening up a new location in the near future. Holy crap. And mm -hmm. some of those we will talk about as we do our podcast recaps. Uh, and then I think the last thing that you actually showed me um, is that Firehouse Grill has a new head brewer, so they're going to be continuing their, their brewing program and making uh, their own in-house beers yeah right down the street here from higher gravity summit park we so could, we could almost see it if it wasn't for uh kind of the restaurants and the pavilion area blocking right. the road yeah yeah not Very far cool. from here so Very they cool. are they're going back into ramping back up uh beer production for that space oh and i guess garage beer being becoming its own thing from braxton yeah however that's going to work out that'll be really interesting to see what uh what happens there? Yes. Yes, yes, yes. A lot going on here. Yep. A lot going on. <laughs> and it, uh, to find out not just that type of brewery news stuff, but uh, if you want to go to events and stuff, make sure you are listening to our point five episodes. So yes. the uh, calendar episodes that usually post on a Wednesday, this pod usually posts on a Friday. Yes. And any other bonus stuff that we do drops whenever I am able to get it edited and pushed out to all of you listeners. Yep. Love it. All right. We have podcasts to talk about. Let's do it. So let's see if we are on the same. I mean, our notes always match. So, but let's just make sure. Yeah, we Why have not? to, we have to make sure. So. Uh, we have what you into. We actually have two episodes of this to talk about because just timing wise last week, some of us just didn't get around to being able to listen to that. So we have parts four and five of the high grain interview series. Uh, we have drinking with the gnome uh, where he talks to victory pints. Mm-hmm. We have Cincy Brewcast talking to Third Eye Brewing. Mm -hmm. We have Shift Beers talking about Good God, another spaghetti episode. Yes. And then just a quick touch on Craft Parenting Podcast. Um, they drank some big timber beers, but most of the episode was about other stuff. So that's just going to be like a real quick little, hey, check it out if you want to hear about X, Y, and Z. Yep. Cool. Uh, what do you want to start with? Let's start with what you into. 
All right, because we have two episodes of What You Into to Talk About. Uh, both of these are season three. This is going to be episode 102 and 103, like we just said, parts four and five of the High Grain series. Part six, he's going to be doing live at High Grain. Uh, well, he will have done it live at High Grain the day before this episode comes out. Boy, talking about podcast time is weird. Yeah. Um, I'm sure it was awesome. I'm sure that you oh, and I fantastic. had a great time oh, while, we had a great while time. there. I mean, the, the conversation was amazing. The beer was amazing. Beer was great. We laughed so food, hard. The food was Food was great. good. Food, food was, was good. absolutely fantastic. Really cool to get to meet some of the people. Yes. Yes, that he's been interviewing and talking about and that we feel like we know now because of these episodes. Right. Uh, the, so the we can meet. go be creepy. Yes, absolutely. I well, we, I didn't mean to be creepy, but, you know. <laughs> but just, it happens. It happens because I'm a creep. <laughs> We were, um, ooh, That's man. All right. I almost uh, said something. Uh, uh. I was going to say, like, we're <laughs> podcasters, but, you know. Okay. Yeah, well, we'll figure that one out. Uh, let's see. Let's start with, you know, part four. Uh, this is Adventures of Chef Man with Christian Ireland, who is the head chef at High Grain Brewing. Mm-hmm. This was one of the most composed, concise, like, straight-to-the-point intros of the What You Into podcast ever. And to kind of give you a little, <laughs> yeah, Mark, yeah, Mark knows. To give you a little insight on what the podcast format is, this is a bit of a conversation about what these people from High Green kind of do at High Green, what their role is, and then they break off into the main focus of the episode or of the podcast in general, which is their hobbies, what they're into. Right. We're really only going to be talking about the high grain portion of it, but we'll give you a couple like snippets on their hobbies because they are all very, very cool conversations, a lot of fun to listen to. The high grain portion of this episode was about 27 minutes long. So the main point of, or not the main point, but the main focus of, of this was being head chef at High Grain and how that all came about and just some of his experiences leading up to that. And holy shit, a Cheeto chicken sandwich sounds absolutely amazing. Your mileage may vary. Right. I see you side-eyeing. I, it's fine. It's fine. We don't have to like the same things. It was really cool, though, because it, you <laughs> you certainly get an insight or his version, uh, which is the way it happened, uh, <laughs> as to how he became or how he started in restaurants and how he became a chef mm-hmm. and uh, what he learned from some of his leaders and how he wants to lead. Th- that's all pretty fun. Um, he started out because his parents wanted him to get a job. And so it was like, hey, go work at this bar. Right. You know, which makes sense. Sure. sure. And so he found out very quickly what he what he wanted to do uh, or what he didn't want to do in a bar or restaurant platform and then um, faked his way into uh, getting a, a promotion of sorts uh, once you're in the kitchen. That's true. And although, did he really fake his way? Like, he found a way, or and he's still constantly working on ways to make things like Taco Bell food taste good. Like, here's a concept. Here's well, like, he lied. <laughs> He lied. <laughs> like, hey, I can do that. And they're like, oh, yeah? Great. Okay, do it. Do and he's it. like, oh. Like, like right it now? It took a few minutes for the chef to come around. I was like, do you not, you've never done this before. He's nope. like, well, you better fucking figure it you out better. real fast. Yes, yes. Uh, they discussed if plotting stoner food can ever go wrong. 
They did. They, they did. did. Yeah, Go listen was... and find out. <laughs> Does it? Did it? Can it? Will it? And what kind of foods in that same mindset show up at high grain on the menu? Yes. The answer will surprise you. Mm-hmm. Because I felt like a lot of the things he talked about, you would almost see at a place like like Nine Giant more so than high grain mm. just kind of like the quality yeah. the the creativity really really cool things uh again the the high grain part of this was only about 30 minutes so that's that was kind of all of the well i guess i had two other notes on that part of the uh the episode the other two notes that i had and i'm sure they're the same as your notes but let me know if you had anything else on this mm-hmm. uh, understanding why you fuck up is the best way to learn Mm-hmm. Like, you got to understand the mistakes you made, what led to them. Right. And having a great team is absolutely everything, which I agree with both of those. It's points. very important. Yeah, very, very. Very important. And then they dug into the the hobbies part of the podcast, which this was comics. His dad got him into comics. His dad sounds like the most freaking cool dude in the whole world. So that was awesome hearing Tank go over and over. I'm going to hang out with your dad. I'm going to hang out with your dad. It kind of got a little awkward near the end like the frequency and and the intensity of of tank wanting to hang out with christian's dad just kept going up and up and up and i think by the end you can almost like feel that that awkward energy coming through the podcast but hey family now there you go uh let's see there are some walking dead comic spoilers in the beginning of the comic section of this episode so if that's something you're into just be warned uh, Superman is unfuckable. Tank singing I'm so mad and now I have ang- angel wings. <laughs> that was amazing. <laughs> and kind of the whole crux of the episode, just Google it. There you go. Pretty good. Did you have anything else on season three, episode 102 of What You Into? Adventures of Chef Man with Christian Ireland? Nope. All right. Let's move on to season three, episode 103 of what you're into, which is Belly Dance Dance Revolution with Joy Rosina, a.k.a. Tamara Henna. This was, I'm not going to lie, this was a very long episode. And only the first, only the first, like, 18-ish minutes were about yeah. what she does at high grain. And which... Again, that's the format of the podcast, it right? It's about is. getting into yes. the hobbies. Um, yes. So, yeah, um, but I will say on this, I didn't feel like her interview when they talked about you know what was kind of like the high grain section of this podcast. I don't know what she does there. She's a baker. She talked about how she loves to bake and how she kind of used making her absolutely amazing chicken sandwich to kind of get in at high grain. But I don't know if she is a full-time baker there to where all she does are like the baked goods or if she is more on the line on the line right right so that is something that i didn't get a lot of clarification on we know she did make it to the fry station but she didn't give us she didn't elaborate any more on as as the you know what what she's doing now yes and she has not yet cried in the walk-in very important very very important um what was cool about about her uh the the high grain section of this podcast an insult from her husband is what led to her getting a job at High Grain. Yep. Yeah. May or may, not be, may or may not be uh, the entire truth, but that's our truth. So definitely check out uh, the episode to find out. Uh, one of the things that she also said kind of before they transitioned into the 
the hobby part of the episode, which, surprise, surprise, belly dance, if you didn't get that from the title, right. is you have to find the perfect balance of doing what you love for you versus for others. And that's you know going from doing something you love as a hobby and transitioning it into a job. As a hobby, you're doing it for you. As a job, you're doing it for others. And I thought that was a really cool conversation piece that, uh, that made a lot of sense. I think a lot of people... A lot of people can identify with something like that, right? And I think that's another reason why uh, Tank's podcast uh, can resonate with a lot of people is because that that theme comes up often. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, the main part of the episode, again, belly dancing. You can hear how a divine intervention got her into belly dancing. It was never something that she uh, she sought out, but... Another one of those sort of mystical, her truth mm-hmm. sort of scenarios. Yep. She used yep. to belly dance. You know, she used to belly dance, Julia. She used to belly dance in bar rooms. <laughs> all kinds of rooms. Yeah, all Stages, kinds of rooms. Rooms in between tables, like next to. Look, I'm just saying any podcast where you've got horses, mm-hmm. camels, mm-hmm. costumes, replica oval offices, <laughs> yes. swimming pools, and Ross Perot. <laughs> I mean, how the hell can you How can you not listen to that? (laughs) No kidding. No kidding. And that's not even bullshit. Stop me when I lie. Every single bit of that and more is in this particular episode. It was was ridiculous. I loved every single minute of it. Um, I really can't top that as far as notes go other than... uh, Can I finish? Can I finish? Yes, you can. That's the Ross Perot. Yes, yes. Can I? Can I? Good for those God. of you not old enough oh to know. Oh, my God. Jesus. Good God. You know, I bet you could have his ears as, like, part of your costume, and you wouldn't be able to fit through a single damn doorway in any of the spaces that you My ears are big enough. I don't need any of that. <laughs> I, don't need, I don't need that. God. Uh, she talked about uh, costumes and bras that are so hard that if you punch them, you'll hurt yourself and not yeah. your boobs. Yeah, that I was, know about that. That was a hell of a conversation piece to have. Mm-hmm. And find out how many Van Halen jump kicks yes. she has done in her shows. The answer was, was pretty pretty impressive. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Not going to lie about that. Um, I don't know if she's going to be there. Well, if she was there for the live show. Right. Boy, again, talking in like podcast timeline is, is interesting. But Tank is also releasing, or High Grain is releasing a collaboration beer with Tank as part of that. Mm-hmm. It is a New England IPA. It's called, called Get Tanked. Called Get Tanked, and it is probably still on tap. So get your ass up there and get some uh, What You Into beer. And who knows? Maybe that's going to be what you're into. Could be. Could be. It sounds good. I'm excited for Did it. Did we get right. tanked? Hell yeah. That's right. Hell yeah. Why not? Uh, that's that's kind of all we had for these two episodes. Again, kind of shorter recaps just because these were just tiny little chunks of much longer podcasts that were about high grain Cincinnati craft beer that kind of thing but we absolutely wanted to shout this out and we are so excited for all the things that Tank's doing with the podcast looking forward to the next yeah, one very yeah. exciting uh, still good on your beer do you want to kind of keep running through this or do you need to take a break no let's uh, what we got next uh, craft parenting bod let's do that okay okay Th- this is going to be kind of a quicker one because I'll need a beer after this okay all right uh, let's see uh, this is episode 89 moving the AFC wild card and beers from big timber now I will say that they 
were drinking beers from Big Timber. They did the typical craft parenting podcast uh, thing where they tell you a little bit about the brewery and then read from the can a bit about each of the beers that they had from Big Timber. One of my uh, nicknames in high school. What, Big Timber? Mm-hmm. Oh, well, all right then. We haven't had many nicknames from high school this, in the last couple of weeks. So yeah. I'm, I'm very glad that uh, that you're back to re-exposing us to, to all of those. Mm-hmm. Kind of awkward. It's what it was about, yep. Uh, let's see. They had an IPA, a Fest beer, and a porter. All from Big Timber. A uh, good friend of our show and theirs, uh, Matt Damaris, a.k.a. the Bruce Traveler, provided them to them. I believe it was part of their, their house-closing gift, so yeah. that was really freaking cool. Uh, a majority of the episode wasn't about the beers. It was while they were watching the AFC wildcard game, so you had Joe and Caroline both screaming things at the TV, like right in the middle of, of recording. Multiple times it was said, "Do we really? Should we really be recording this right now?" Because we're kind of distracted. Uh, Joe is like Captain America; he only gets a few of the references, and he's ancient. Mm-hmm. That was something brought up there. Uh, this episode does answer last week's recap question: of <laughs> Who knows more about football, Joe or Joe Caroline? Caroline. Uh, and they refused to buy their kids Christmas presents this year. And you can find out why. They said, we're not doing it. We 100% refuse. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, sometimes, you know. Sometimes it's got to happen. Yeah. Sometimes, sometimes kids I, have to take some, a backseat to uh, the rest of the world. Sometimes you just got to do stuff like that. So, you know. True they, that. They, they know what True it feels that. like. Yeah, I mean, again, was not a very beer-centric episode. They were drinking beers, but most of the episode was talking about other stuff. Uh, give the episode a listen. It's still a fun episode. And uh, next time they do, like, something that is 100% beer-focused, we'll just have a longer recap. And there's nothing wrong with that. No, nothing wrong with this yeah. beer either. You are. I was Please. just going to say, you are almost done with your lunch. So I say we take a quick break. Uh, I'm still very good on my hammer toss. And we'll Stop. Be- Hematos. That's right. I got it this time. Hey, hey, it only took me twice. (laughs) All right, guys. We'll be right back. We have made it back. Yes. Yes. Sorry, I left you hanging on the back there. All good. All good. It's perfectly fine. Uh, I have, I'm still drinking my Wolf's Ridge Hematos. There you go. Hey, one of these days I'll actually, you know on the ball immediately but you have something from the cooler what did you pick up i have untitled art cold ipa don't you mean india pale lager no okay cold ipa uh that's fair (laughs) brewed with simcoe strata and citra hops so they're out of uh uh monarchy one one I don't know what's wrong with my eyes. It's Wanaki, Wisconsin. Eh? They're from the great up north. I bet they have great cheese curds. Oh, I bet they do. I mean, I can't have them, but I bet they're great. No, but I bet they're great. I bet they're absolutely fantastic. Actually, I should try the beer. You really should, because that's what we do. We drink while we're on... uh, While we're on this show. Yeah, we're not like those fake-ass beer podcasts that (laughs) don't drink. Would you like to do the Cincinnati Brewcast? Oh, yeah, I'm, I'm doing this. All right. Or would you like to do spaghetti time? All right. Cheers. Cheers. <laughs> let's, uh, let's go with Dancing with the Gnome. All right. Cheers. Oh, man, damn. Barely have my glass down. 
Uh, Dancing with the Gnome. Come on. <laughs> Just say it again. <laughs> okay, but so if we are completely shit-faced before we're done with this, like, 30-ish minute episode recap, you can blame Marco. So Victory Pints, huh? Yes, yes. Episode 23, Drinking at Victory Pints. Uh, he talked to owner and founder Riley Mullins. And this sounds like a really cool place depending on what you like to do. It is a combination kind of like bar, tap room, and board game slash tabletop game, like store and play. I don't say play area because that sounds. Yeah. You know what like the V in Victory kids. Pine stands for? Victory? Fucking nerds. Oh. Ooh. See, I don't know. When I was listening to this, I'm like, this sounds really cool. I wouldn't mind going out there to check the place out because. No, I agree. Because you know I'm I'm maybe I agree, a but if anyone nerd, but if anyone in a Cincinnati Graph Beer podcast mentions you know D and D, oh absolutely, they get the fucking nerds. Button. Absolutely, they do. Uh, you actually got a sneak peek of this episode if you follow the Drinking with the Gnome YouTube page. He put up a video clip of this uh, of this interview almost a week ago, so you got a preview of what was to come, which is all the more reason that if you're not already subscribed to. All of the gnome's YouTube pages, in the addition gnome. to all of his podcasts. Yeah, so the gnarly gnome is one. Uh, Drinking with the gnome is another, and I don't remember if Cincy Brewcast has its own YouTube channel or not because I follow all of them, so it all kind of blurs together which one is on which channel. But definitely check it out. You get some sneak peeks of the episodes. The video content he's putting out with these clips of the episodes are really, really good, so definitely do that. Uh, but back to this episode in particular, Victory Pints is in Mainville, which is like the other side of the world, pretty much. <laughs> it's a little bit off of the beaten path. It, it's just east of Loveland. It probably would take me just as long to get there as it would to get to like Narrow Path or... It's sort of down the street from Cellar Dweller. Technically, everything's down the street. From cellar dweller. Yeah. Yes, as the crow flies. Right. Which does which does that mean? Does that mean that Victory Pints is basically downtown? Downtown (laughs) and maybe downtown Mainville. (laughs) I don't know. I've actually never been there. Never been to Mainville. Or to Victory Pints. To Victory Pints. I've been to Mainville. Okay. Okay. Well, that's what I wasn't sure about. When I would brew, we would go have lunch in Mainville. Oh, okay. Okay. Because even though the. The wineries in Morrow, mm-hmm. we would go eat lunch in Mainville. Gotcha. Okay, that makes sense. Uh, let's see, this wasn't a super long episode, so this isn't going to be About a super long... About 26 minutes or so. Yeah, yeah, so this isn't going to be a super long recap, but it was really cool to hear about them using Kickstarter to get going, and Kickstarter has kind of changed the entire landscape of really board games and card games specifically. If you're not into those things, you'd have no idea, but if you go to Kickstarter... A huge portion of what they are funding and trying to get started are board games, card games, uh, miniature games, that type of thing. And so I think it was really cool that Victory Pints was able to start up and kind of get the ball rolling by using that platform. Um, I know that other places, breweries, have used either Kickstarter or other crowdfunding type store, or not stores, um, crowdfunding sites and, and programs to, to get started. Victory Pints falls into that same category. So, yes, uh, and it was also interesting to hear the story about how it just all came about. I mean, how oh, yeah, how yeah. you got from whatever they were, you know, whatever he as the owner was doing and, and trying to work out. And surprise, uh, COVID mm-hmm. pops its head in, into this. And they're like, um, well, 
guess we're pivoting a lot faster than what we thought. Yeah. Right. And so, and then, you know, it gets you to where you're at. Um, my youngest, who is, has a birthday coming up, about to be 18. Ooh, uh, nice. They, they play uh, D&D, and I was talking to them with uh, Rachel about Victory Pints and, mm-hmm. you know, the concept of the place. And it's like, they've got coffee, and they've got beer, and they've right. got food, although I don't know what the food is. And then we have, like, I think like it's it ice cream or something. Yeah, yeah. And it's like... You know, and they have they sandwiches. Have, like I looked at their website. Not to interrupt. I apologize. No, I mean this is you know. Go ahead. But yeah, they um, on their website they have like sandwiches. They have small bites. They have some mixed drinks. They have you know you can get regular coffee. You can get not super super specialty like Starbucks level coffee stuff. But it's it's a place that you can go and hang out and play games with your friends for hours at a time. Am I am I mistaken? But in one of the Schiff beer drinkings. Did Beth go to Victory Pints with Anique? Oh shoot, that's a good question. Let's just say she. Let's did. just say she did. Yeah, yeah she she, abs- did. she absolutely did. She did. One of the things, and this wasn't talked about in the episode. This is something that, again, I I was curious. I, I'm I'm interested in this concept, so I went to the Victory Pints website, which is vpcincy.com. They, you can see their their food menu, their drink menu, what they have on draft. They the, the game tables that they have were custom made for them. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like a tabletop, but the inside is recessed. So like when you roll your dice, it's not going off the side of the table. It's right. padded. They have like drink holders and little shelves on the side so that you're not risking spilling your drink or getting your food onto your games. And you can put down a reservation for like a four hour block to hold a table for you if you know, hey, a group of us are gonna, you know, we wanna show up around Seven, and we'd like to make sure we have a table. You can reserve a table; otherwise, it's kind of just first come, first serve. Are there TVs there where you can watch like sports ball you know, or Seinfeld or anything? I don't know. Not I didn't that I watched see, Seinfeld. I didn't but. see any in the pictures that I saw, and I don't recall Gnome or uh, or Riley mentioning that in this episode. Maybe not because part but of I don't it. Know what, why. Yeah, I part think of it was a, a about disconnecting. Yes. Um, yes. Not not having to be totally tied to mm-hmm. uh, your electronic devices. Right, right. So I, Unless you have a pacemaker, which you're automatically <laughs> attached to an electric to device so, at all times. You know, at all times so. Yes. Uh, they talked about some of the most played games, which was a really cool conversation. So some of the games that are played the most there and just kind of in general as far as board games go aren't necessarily the ones that you would think, which I, I don't know, unless you're into board games, I don't know what you would think. But it's not Shoots and Ladders, which that is a personal favorite of Candy mine. Candyland. Candyland is another amazing one. Apples to apples. Apples to apples. That's another good one. Uh, he did say that they try to avoid Uno tournaments and Monopoly because that just gets people pissed off and the tables have been flipped one too many times. Right. What's kind of a funny part of the conversation. Didn't know the weakest link had a board game. No. No. It doesn't surprise me. You are but I didn't the weakest know. link. You know? Yeah. <laughs> you know? <laughs> Uh, let's see. Um, kind of one of the last notes that I had on the episode is uh, Riley's goal is to create kind of a microcosm of Cincy Craft Breweries at the space to try to in- help introduce people to what Cincinnati has to offer as far as beer goes. Maybe they could do um, a festival called Microcosm Fest. That would be super cool. 
super cool. You could do something similar to what the the Delhi Beer Fest was, where you roll a dice to see what beer you you get to drink. I remember that. Yeah, I remember yeah. hearing about that. I'm interested to see if they do that uh, again this summer because that was that was pretty cool. It was neat, uh, but they do have a lot of really really good craft beers from the local. Good. Actually, That'd be awesome. What I'll do is I'll say well, I might make it there, and then when it actually comes time to you're go, not gonna you're not gonna I'm show like, up. I'm gonna be. I got a thing. Sorry, I'm I'm busy. I'm doing. I gotta coach lacrosse. I'm doing stuff. I'm doing stuff that doesn't involve me driving over to the west. Right, I can't do it. It's okay. I'm not going to make it. I understand. I got a lacrosse mitzvah. (laughs) Lacrosse mitzvah. (laughs) Can't can't make it. It's fine. It's fine. I'll I'll enjoy all the chutzpah without you. Very good. There we go. But no, definitely check out this episode. Again, it's only about 30 minutes long, a little under 30 minutes long, and it's a really cool sounding space, uh, something that you don't really get a lot of in the area where you're mixing gaming and and drinking. I think this might be a really cool platform to uh, to kind of scratch that itch. Maybe we could come up with a podcast concept where but it'd be open. It'd be open and there'd be there'd be music mm-hmm. much like a much like a craft beer bar or a you know, a brewery, um, and then you just had your own tables with outlets and, you know, different things to where you could just come and podcast. If you had your own equipment, you could bring it, or there's they actually... They would have a professional space? You'd, you'd have we a could, space where, you'd have a space where uh, the, the the equipment was... Like able, already there. And, already there. Yeah. Yeah. We could call it Revel. <laughs> <laughs> Which, which I, anyway, that's a different topic for a different day. But if you know, you know. Right. Yes. Uh, again, super cool. I was very interested in this. Hopefully some people that listen to us might be interested in this. Um, it, it would be a bit of a drive for me, but the hours are good. They're open until midnight. So there are a lot of gaming places in the Cincinnati area that close really early, even on like weekends. Like they'll close anywhere from 8 to 10 p.m., so my place. wife was trying to tell me that there's other places like this. I'm like, similar, I didn't know. Yeah, similar. Um, not many have incorporated food and drink, however. Because well, they're, a do, lot of, they're not doing it right. Well, but if you think about it, a lot of times, do you want to run the risk of drinks, even if it's not alcoholic, but just any type of beverage being spilled on a board game, on your, you know, magic cards, on your, you know, whatever you might be doing. There is an inherent risk there. I'm just, I'm there, just saying. I'm there just, is, yeah. but... You can't tell me that, or you could tell me, but oh, I will. Let me yeah. let me phrase it a different way. Yes, aren't people that are doing this at their homes probably partaking in food and beverage in their own unique way? It could be, yeah, but you don't have strangers walking past, you know, potentially bumping into the table or belly or, dancers, you know, you know belly dancers coming the, in, in, yeah, in between the tables. I think and there's all a that. little more of a. Uh, like the potential unknowns when it's not just you and your group of friends. God, I would love that groups. if they actually advertised that they had belly dancers there one day. Dude, that'd be amazing. I uh, we know we know we, a chick. we know someone we know who a could lady do that. absolutely absolutely. And we know, in and we know quotes, someone who knows. Right. Yeah. Like we, we know them. Like through well, like seven degrees. Today, we yeah, do. absolutely. As of, as of this today, podcast releasing, sure we, we do. do. Sure we do. Yeah, we got that contact. I don't know. I think. I think it'd be cool. I'm um, one of the places that you're talking about potentially, I believe, uh, Arcade Legacy. Um, Josh and I, you know, my Josh and I went to the one that just opened up in Sharonville. Just opened. It's all arcade games. 
it's like a flat fee for all you can play games ex- except for some of the specialty pinball games which are 50 cents a play they don't have food and drink in there yet but they do have their liquor license they're going to be putting in i think they had 12 taps at the bar that was already in the building they have a full kitchen they're planning on doing all that so there are places that Ooh, are what's the food gonna be i don't know cheese curds could be cheese pizza curds. probably pizza probably some sandos all kind of good stuff some tacos Ooh, maybe Maybe some tacos. Maybe some tacos. Hmm. Uh, what else did you have for this episode of Drinking with the Gnome? That's it. That's it? All right. It. Moving on. Moving on. I don't know what that voice was, but hey, sure, why not? Uh, do you want to just stick with the gnome? Yep. And go to Cincy Brewcast? All right. This yeah. is Season 8, Episode 37, Third Eye Brewing, Three Locations, and Keeping It Varied. Now, I will say... This has nothing to do with this particular episode, but I did notice in my podcatcher last week's episode said season eight, episode 30, and not 36. Ooh. Yeah. Yeah. Some of us pay attention to some of these things that mean absolutely nothing in the grand scheme of things. Well, you can... Just like... Good. No. No. You go ahead. Just like uh, the little video clip that he posted from his interview from uh, last week with Ryan Geist, the, the Gatorade bottle on the table was, you guys can't see this because you're on the live stream, but it was, like, not on a solid surface. It was, like, half on. I couldn't tell what it was. And, like, that's all I could see for the entire, like, two-minute duration of the clip. So You saw it leaning, tilted. Yes, which tilted me. I mean, it, it made me just not even yeah. able to pay attention to Full stuff. Tilt. But if Gnome is wondering, do people pay attention to some of the smaller details of what he's doing? Julia does. I do. And no one else does, and it doesn't matter in yeah. any way, shape, or form, but it's You're it's out the there. one. <laughs> uh, let's see. This episode, uh, to actually bring this back into Cincy Brewcast, Tom Collins and Kelly Montgomery from Third Eye sat down with the gnome, and they talked about all things Third Eye, including their two new locations that are, are up and coming. Mm-hmm. Uh, they talked canning lines. COVID kind of pushed them into canning a lot sooner than they were originally intending to do, which I feel like is the story for a lot of local breweries going through COVID. Or, well, I don't say going through COVID. That's not like they all had it. But, you know, during the pandemic, most breweries were forced into changing their, not necessarily changing their business model, but picking up or putting aside plans that they had either a lot faster than they intended to, or they said, we just have to completely back burner this because we don't know when it's going to make sense for us until until the, the climate changes. That discussion's um, really interesting because mm-hmm. uh, Kelly actually uh, gave a, an anecdote about what a canning line used to cost, quite a hefty um, purchase price. Mm-hmm. But... In between when they were planning Third Eye and then when COVID actually hit, the advancements in canning lines made it far more affordable, Mm -hmm. still pricey, but far more affordable for a small brewery to decide that they can go into canning. Right. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. So that's pretty, that's pretty interesting. Yeah. Still not a light decision to make like, oh, sure. We'll just go ahead and throw this in there. But it did make it much more accessible than, than it had previous. 
So that was actually that, that was really really cool to hear, kind of that sort of behind the scenes, peek behind the curtain, the more you know technical side of of running a brewery. Uh, then they got into kind of their new upcoming locations, the first of which has already been determined. Yeah, we know exactly where it's going to be. Gnome's hometown. Gnome's hometown of Hamilton. And the only reason that they are going to be putting this new location, which is going to be a production space as well as a tap room mm-hmm. in Hamilton, is because of the gnome. They yep. said, everything that you do for Cincinnati Craft, we cannot thank you enough. So, It's a theme. It is. Uh, it is, is a too, theme. So they said, we could, yeah, sure, we could just give you like a free pint or two every time you stop into our location. But no, we want to go bigger and better than that. We are going to build an entire new facility in your backyard just so you don't have to drive as far when you want our beer. That's it. I mean, holy crap. Like, how do we get that? You know what I want. You know what? what? Maybe maybe when we've been doing this as long as the gnome. That's true. Maybe then. That's true. Somebody will do something like that for us. Yes. I'm done. But would it be in my backyard or your backyard? Because those are very, very different backyards. Well, we would have to discuss. Yeah. We would have to we discuss could, We that. could do that. We could do that. Yeah. Yeah, In the and meantime, I would gladly come to your backyard for for some beer, much like I'm sure you would gladly come to my backyard. Of course I would. Yeah. Of course I would. Uh, yeah. I've got a lacrosse uh, mitzvah thing happening, but yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm, I could be there. Count me in. The other thing is that, um, along with building in the backyards and, mm. and all this other stuff, and and that's fantastic. Just want to say, Boston Beer Company, Sam Adams. I mean, if you ever want to toss us couple of utopious bottles yeah. uh you know one for julie and i because you know of uh how much we talk about sam adams we're we wouldn't turn it down no we absolutely would not yeah. we actually or tickets have... to you know the actual utopious releasing event along with the bottles wouldn't turn it down no definitely just not. Definitely keep in mind too that i would take my son vincent i'm sure julie yeah. would take josh yeah. engel and uh <laughs> and so it would be a great time and it would be the best day ever mm-hmm yeah. We'll yeah. actually we'll actually need to, to talk about the best day ever coming up fairly soon. Yeah, we yeah, should yeah. yeah. We really actually, need to, we, to get we, back into we that. We will get back into that. Bring out the timing. Uh, the the space, the way they the way they talked about they mainly talked about their their main space and then the future space. Mm-hmm. Decisions that their main space looks the way it is, what is the vibe or aesthetic for the second space, mm-hmm. wanting to keep some aspects of third eye um, uh, true to itself, but also not want it to be cookie cutter. Right. Right. They want to make sure that it fits the vibe of the community, but still feels like you're in a third eye location. Uh, they want to keep that kind of groovy, somewhat psychedelic feel to it. They're going to keep the, the range of beers the same, having the two different production spaces. They talked about will really allow them to keep a lot of their... I guess either core or flagship beers, which I always hate calling them that, but it is like, you know, the staple beers that they have, but give them a lot more flexibility to have some of the, the more, you know, trendy, hype, whatever beers, as well as some of the more experimental stuff that they want to do. Also, they just really want to can their Kolsch. That's true. I mean, that's, they, they really, really, really want to can their Kolsch. Now, yes. clearly their Kolsch is going to be... a a huge mover in the tap room because people like yellow fizzy beer and they don't serve, you know, big beer brand, yellow fizzy beer. Right. Um, You know, I, I, I I definitely think that once they can their Kolsch, that their Kolsch will sell Mm -hmm. and sell fine. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's, that's just a weird 
I don't know, it's, it's, it's a tough decision, right? Because by volume, you're going to move that beer in your tap room very well. Uh, in distribution, if you're canning it, I, I, don't, I just I don't know how great those numbers are. I mean, clearly... There's a lot Sonder, of competition, both national brands as well as other local brands. Absolutely. We talked earlier about um, Braxton spinning off garage beer, whatever that means. It, um, Ryan Geis has Cheetah. And, you know, Sonder has Kate... Uh, um, is it... Voss. Voss. Sonder is Voss. I don't know why I was about to say Kato. Kato is Voss. Uh, Kato is K- the coffee, coffee version. Coffee, yes, yes. Kato is freaking delicious. So that, yeah. that, I feel like that, that absolutely the, fits in the same general guidelines. It's not quite the yellow fizzy beer that Voss is, but yeah. Yeah, but anyway. so you got Voss and then, I mean, there's... Mantry's legendary lager. A legendary yeah, lager, yeah. absolutely. Yeah. I don't know why I keep forgetting to, to mention that, um, but... You've got these options, 50 West, American Lager. I mean, mm-hmm. you've got so many options out there in this genre, in this category. Um, you know, I, I, I think what it would become is that people who want that go-to beer from the brewery that they're familiar with are probably going to buy it. Also, another thing to think about is format. Mm-hmm. Legendary Lager and Cheetah come in 12-packs. Yes, 12-pack, 12-ounce cans. It fits because it, it's a nice, crushable beer. You have a lot of them in one sitting. And then, so you need those in 12-packs. In um, who's going to put one in Texas Tall Boys? Mm-hmm. You know, and then are, is it going to stay in the same six-pack, fa- uh, six 12-ounce format? Yep, Third Eye's going to be doing 18-packs for their Kolsch, is what I heard. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Yes. Listen to this episode to get a little, you know, some more detail on that. But guess I guess I they just are wasn't... they are trying to buck the trend a little bit. Like they're like we, they know what competition they're going to have for that shelf space in distribution with a Kolsch. I feel like I don't, you know, neither of them are of the opinion that this is going to be, be the only, you know, yellow fizzy beer out there on shelves. But it's right. theirs and. They make damn good ones, just like so many other breweries. So yeah, they, they do so make they, damn good So they were bullshit. talking about, well, you know what, twelve packs, six packs. Those are all, those are a thing. Uh, you have sixteen ounce cans in a four pack. Maybe you know they thought about doing you know a six pack of those, or even kind of like what Ryan Geis is moving to with some of their beers in the nineteen point two. Nineteen point two. That was a thought too. And then they're like, yeah. you know what, we want a package that people can easily carry in volume this beer to to parties and to, you know, everything that, uh, you know, all the places they want to go and share it. So 18 packs. Yeah. Um, I don't know why not just go for a 30 rack at that point, but hey, you know, 18 an interesting 30 number. 30 racks are great. Although yes. what you're doing is you're probably getting into a $50 price point. Yeah, that's true. 18, I think, would still be very, very practical for most people getting a craft beer like that right. in, I don't want to say like a... Uh, mass packaging because 18 isn't you know 18 is not 30 math imagine that hey um you're not wrong i'm not <laughs> i'm not wrong hold on write that down hold on write 18, that 18 is not There's... 30 okay very good cool got it got in both of our notes now yep excellent uh location number three yep is something that i'm a little upset with because of where location number three is most likely going to happen. Nothing is set in stone yet, but to me, from my backyard, from my location, 
they're all in the same part of the world. And no, Justin, not downtown. Not downtown from Sonder. But they are still not close enough to me for my own happiness. So maybe for location number four, they should really reconsider thinking about some of, some of the other people in the world. There we like go. We're already, we're already leapfrogging <laughs> to location number four, huh? Absolutely. Absolutely. Why not? If you're going for three, why not go for four? Or five? Have a third eye on every street corner. Okay, maybe not that. That might be a little too many. Uh, what other notes do we have, Julia, since our notes match? Since they match, they had a discussion that Nomas had with some other breweries about like medals and awards and their importance to a brewery or to a brewer. Yeah. And Kelly pretty much said, you know, in the beginning, they were important to kind of establish yourself as, hey, we are a place that other people recognize as making good beer. But now that it's established, it's not that important. So I don't know yep. if, if were they to do it all again, would they still want to? And I don't feel like they ever focused on we need to get a medal. It just is something that happened. If they were to do it again, is that something that they would kind of strive for? Or would they just say medals mean absolutely nothing even just starting out hopefully that makes well, sense i, I do the, think that there is some there is some affirmation mm-hmm. oh, uh, sure, with, with with the medal yeah absolutely. i think i think they are are happy enough happy enough in their own uh in their own way in their own success to be able to say you know what we we're good now i'm not saying that they're going to stop entering competitions no 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 but no. It, but what they what they expected, what they assumed, uh, they have the the earned credit for, mm-hmm. and so they can they can pretty much keep moving forward yeah. without without seeking that yeah. that level of affirmation. That makes sense. Uh, and then the last note that I have, which I'm pretty sure is the exact same last note that you had, is at the end of every episode, Gnome says, "Is there anything you want people to know about Third Eye?" that you think they don't already know. And they pretty much said, no, everyone already knows absolutely everything about Third Eye, except where that third location's going to be. Right. So keep an eye on all things Gnarly Gnome, gnarlygnome.com. Support him on Manscaped, manscaped.com slash gnome, uh, or a promo code gnome. I promo apologize. code gnome. Promo code gnome. Uh, get your balls all trimmed up and fresh. And Well, wait, don't trim your... Anyway, you guys know what I'm talking about. And I'll explain. Okay, yes. Yeah. Please do. Yeah. When, we'll take a break and I'll let Oh, okay. Break. You'll let me know about it? Okay, good. Yeah. Good. Because these are things that I don't have direct knowledge of. And also, order yourself some pretzels. Yeah. Pretzels.com. I did. I promo spent, code GNOME20. I spent... Uh, a lot of money. <laughs> and more money you, than I wanted to tell my wife. Did you bring pretzels. any of those tonight so I could try them? I tried before I buy... <gasps> Marco! I forgot. Oh I actually God. told Rachel, I was like, oh hey, God. I'm going to take some to Julia... And, and then you didn't. And then I, I didn't. I'll tell you what. My, my family is totally crushing those pretzels. All right. Well, save a few. Okay. And then that can be my Valentine's Day present from you. Oh, yeah. 
That's next Tuesday, right? It is. It uh, is. I guess we'll tell you later what we're doing what next we're doing. Tuesday. Yes. Yes. And it is all because of our love for our listeners. Um, we have shift beers to get into. So you're almost done with that cold IPA. I'm pretty close to being done with my Wolf's Ridge. So let's take another quick break and get some fresh beers. And we'll be right back to let you know all about the debauchery that is the shiftiest of the beer podcast. All right. All right. We'll be right back, guys. We're back, and we are being complete degens. <laughs> we are. Uh, we have. We have to talk about shift beers. Yep. It is episode 112. Spaghetti about it. Spaghetti about it. So I will give you the listeners just a single guess, just one guess, as to what Marco and I are going to be drinking while we recap this episode. I'll count you down, and then we'll get started with the recap. So you can you can guess in five, four, three. Two, one, Marco. What do we have in our glasses? We have spaghetti. Spaghetti. Cheers. Cheers. So yeah. Ooh, that smells you can good. Get you get you a spaghetti here now. Uh, higher gravity uh, does not have uh, high life in bottles to serve across the mm-hmm. bar. Uh, so we they do. crack the can, and they do have Campari. Exactly. So we exactly. crack the can, and producer Annie here doing a great job. Producer Hell Annie, yeah. thank you. Yeah. Uh, poured it into a glass, and then we had the Campari. And so we the, had. The head of this is like a wonderful pink, light pink color. And have you had some of yours yet? Because I not just yet. took a drink of mine. Okay. It is I will. Delicious producer Annie put in the perfect amount of Campari, 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 wow. however you want to say it. It doesn't really matter. This is damn good. All and right, I, so and that I was feel tasty. like and I feel like my kind of overall maturity level has dropped even lower than it normally is. So I think I, I think the key to that was actually putting a little bit less Campari than maybe the uh, original thought ratio okay. into okay. it and so and if you're not sure what a spaghetti is check out spaghetti.net s-p-a-g-h-e-t-t dot net and you will get all of the information you need about this pretty amazing beverage from there or you can listen to this episode of shift beers because Man, they go into detail that's pretty tasty isn't it though yeah i know no for, that's good we're completely like what the hell is that? Like, you know, if, you, if, if someone tells you about it, they're like, what the hell is that? Why? why? Right. But man, it's good. Man, yeah, it's good. That, that's tasty. I've, I've had it before, and I Same. guess my ratios have been off because I didn't really like it that much. I feel like there definitely is a ratio uh, that, that you have to kind of figure out for your own personal taste. I know that when, when my Josh and I went to Heckle Golfers with Shift Beers... <laughs> We made spaghetti, and we were kind of like some of them had a little more, a little more, a little less, a little whatever. And, so, and there is a ratio that you will enjoy more than what someone else will enjoy. It's all personal preference. Just go for it. All just right. Just go for it and just do it. All right. So in the all Beth episode of Shift Beers, spaghetti about it. Spaghetti about it. Everyone was Beth. Yep. As they should be. Right. As we have said numerous times before she is the glue that holds the show together she's the only reason that i listen really whenever there's an episode that beth isn't on i'm kind of like i don't want to listen i'm obligated to listen now because of of truth beer and consequences but it was all beth the all beth episode it was fantastic 
they started off, hit the ground running. They had a couple drunk calls that they played, including <laughs> including one of an amazing call <laughs> by the Vladdy Daddy. Yeah, Vladimir. Which, uh, <laughs> good God, I don't know how he has their number. Uh, he loves but, the uh, podcast. Who doesn't? He loves the podcast. So Very much, complimentary so to Beth as well. True Vladimir. that. True yeah. that. I mean, Vlad might like Beth just as much, if not more, than we do. It's possible. Yeah. It's screw, possible. Screw Corey. And no, not screw Corey. But right, like not the Corey. actual act. It's all about Beth. Yeah. All about Beth for us. And uh, then they, prostates. And and lot. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It. <laughs> they they it, get right <laughs> off the rip into prostate talk. It, Ship prostates. Shit, oh, God. Oh, God. <laughs> Boy. Boy, I, mm, nope, no, I'm not. I'll make this joke to you. Talk about how bumpy it is. Oh, oh. <laughs> you just you hit that speed bump just right. Anyway, anyway, drinking the drinking thing. Drinking. Lots of garage beers and bowling alleys. Yeah. And and garage beers, garage bar beers. I guess I should probably clarify because garage there, bar. there is garage beer yeah. as like a, a proper noun. These were garage beers in the garage bar. Yeah, at the garage yes. bar. Yes, yes. They also all got cold beer brain freezes. They did. Have you ever had a brain freeze? I mean, I know that you haven't really been able to have ice cream for a long time, but like with no, snow it, cones or anything yeah, like that? Yeah, it has happened. For I've sure. never had one. So, and and I've been thing. known to like down some milkshakes and ice cream. I've knock on wood. So far, I've never experienced one. I don't know what it's all about. Really? That's interesting. Yeah, yeah. No, I have had them. And okay. The... the old wives tale is that you take your tongue and press it up against the roof yeah. of your mouth yeah 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 Yeah, that's bullshit oh it doesn't do nothing <laughs> you just suffer and go yeah you just oh, still I, suffer I, I think it's making this better I no think this i is think making it's making it, it's it better no it's, it's not, not. No. maybe it's the placebo effect if, if you think that pressing your tongue against the roof of your mouth is going to make it better maybe except for the brain freeze still there so that that's a thing that like really hurts or like what what can you explain brain freeze to me because again i don't know yeah just, I, I don't think it, i've ever experienced that that's interesting and for all of the shift beers team to have one like at the same time while they're drinking the beer and, and recording can I, yeah can i explain it yeah. uh, you drink something super cold or eats usually it's uh, yes, drink something super okay. cold okay. um and then it just basically sends a freezing just imagine your whole inside of your head meaning your brain mm -hmm. just being instantly iced over in so pain is it, so it's an actual it's not just like oh my god this is cold it's like like is it like a stabbing a stinging because i'm trying to relate it to a migraine somehow yeah. like how yeah. i'm trying to find a way to relate to it which, yeah stabbing stinging okay okay yeah well hopefully i never experience one but yeah hopefully if not. i do i know if you haven't so far i mean the chances are good you might not yeah. but you know what the night is still young so yeah you never know you never know <laughs> Uh, let's see. What else have they talked they, they explained what a spaghetti is, since that's the main part of the episode. Right. But again, skip over that part and just go to ah. spaghetti.net. And Tango agrees. Yeah. Spaghetti.net is the way to learn about all things spaghetti. Tango and cash. <laughs> Very nice. Uh, let's see. They talked about going to the garage bar. Mm -hmm. 
apparently, if you go to the garage bar, you have to be in your Sunday finest. Like, you can't just roll up in, like, jeans and a T-shirt. Got like to sure get, make sure your eyes are done. Your eyes are done. You need to make sure your makeup is on point. Full suit and tights for the guys, it sounded like. Yeah. But I, bring I didn't realize that. I'm kind of glad... Got to get put together. I'm kind of glad now that I haven't been to the garage because I would have showed up in cargo pants and a brewery shirt. Right, exactly, and that's not how you do it. No, not at the garage. Not at no. Wait, wait. Ooh, Liam. Jesus. Holy cow! I didn't know he was here. I didn't either. He just kind of popped out from behind that pillar that we sit by. Yeah. I'm telling you. Hey, Liam, you want you want a spaghetti? No. Okay. All right. All right, whatever. He's kind of missing out. This is fucking delicious. What? <laughs> An Irish whiskey. Mm. Get out of here, buddy. Whatever. Whatever. I mean, they can do that for you here at Higher Gravity. Yeah, but, yeah you know, absolutely. I mean, come on, more spaghetti. That's what this is all yeah. about. Uh, they spaghettied in this episode all the things. Yeah, all the things that they brought. All the things that they brought. They did not spaghetti the bonus beers because they didn't want to taint the bonus beers. Yeah. With the Campari. Yeah. Um, they didn't want any but, taint. But but you know what? Isn't that what they were doing with everything else that they brought by spaghettiing it? Like, what made the bonus beers so special that they're like, no, we're not we're not going to to sully these beers. But they sullied everything else, including Geist Tea. They did. They did. They did. They, they, they Mix the reviews did. on the Geist Tea spaghetti. Yes. Yes. They did rate all of the things that they spaghettied. Like, you know, is this something, you know, what's your rating? What was number one through number four or five of what they brought? Which is kind of interesting. A lot of, they, they definitely agreed on a lot of them, but they didn't agree on the bottom couple. Right. Of what no, they didn't. thought was the worst. So, no, but very they interesting. Kip spaghetti. Speaking of spaghetti, Beth introduced the best spaghetti method of all time. It was amazing. It was, it was really good. Oh my god! And when you and when you hear it, or or if you saw the post they did on social media, social for media posts, you're like, holy shit! That makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. It is. It's it's so obvious that it's, it's kind of you don't see the forest for the trees. Right. It's so obvious that that's the way you need to make your spaghetti. Especially if you show up at a place that doesn't have Campari. Have Campari, right. Which they kind of talked about, is there any, you know, legalities to it? But, you know. Of course there is. Sure. But if, you know, if you don't make it known. Right. You know. Hey. Why not? Hey. They don't ask. I'm not telling. Exactly. Exactly. But seriously, that was phenomenal. And when I saw the picture. It's wonderful. When I saw the picture, I'm like, I have got to hear how they talk about this on Shift Beers. It's going to be amazing. Shift Beer? Shift, the Shift Beer. I was not disappointed in right. any way, shape, or form, and I don't think I have. I'm going to hit this button. Hit, I, don't, I don't know if it's the right button. You don't think Kevin Sorbo's there? Disappointed! Hell yeah, Kevin Sorbo's there. I couldn't remember. And the volume's good, too. Because the volume the, was good, too. Yeah, a lot the, of times. In the previous episodes, yeah. it's a little tough to hear sometimes. Well, and when I tried to mod- when I tried to edit it, this is, you know, peek behind the curtains of what the hell does Julia do with these episodes after they're done recording? When I would try to amplify that, because the beginning of the sound is so much higher than the end, it was such an obvious and drastic shift that I'm like, I'd rather have it be a little too quiet then blow out people's car speakers or their ears if they're wearing, you know, earbuds and listening at work. So, uh, but I think that was good. Yeah, that I think was good. That was good. So, it was good. But that's why sometimes if it's a at little least it quieter, sounds good to us. Yes. 
your mileage may vary. And again, I would rather not blow your eardrums out if I can help it. So, you know, deal with it. We do what we can. Uh, let's see, what other notes do we have here? About three quarters of the way through the episode, you realize as they were talking and having a great time. They didn't never this, let go of the prostate. Well, thing. okay. In addition to never letting go of the prostate. Okay. Like go they, ahead. they were just up there just just tight as possible. Mm. Man. Mm. Yeah, something like that. They were the most together, calm, and on topic for this show that I think they have ever been in any Shift Beers episode other than the non-alcoholic episodes. Uh, but yeah, they were beyond together for this episode. They, for an hour-long episode, on topic, well, aside from the prostate stuff, 99% of the time. Did Annie try this? I don't know if she did. I don't think she did. Damn. Okay, we need. well, let's try to not drink all of this. We only have a couple notes left for this episode, actually. Um, so let's try to finish this and then have Annie give a spaghetti a try. Try a spaghetti. Annie, I'll, I'll buy her one. you need to try this. You absolutely do. You need to try the spaghetti. Yes, absolutely. Uh, let's see. They had She's p- coming with a straw. Here we had, go. Oh, here we go. Here we go. We're going to see what producer Annie thinks about her first spaghetti. It's a nice touch. There you go. Nice I mean, it's not, it's not for everyone. It and kinda, maybe, it, it get, I get, like, cherry vibes, obviously. Yeah. Yeah. And for a lot of people, like, the ratio, some people like more Campari, some people like less. I, I think, think this is perfect. perfect. Yeah. I'm not much of a cherry person. That's, yeah. But I don't But like you it. can understand, like, yeah. kind of the appeal and all that. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There we go. There you yeah. go. Annie approved. <laughs> Producer Annie. <laughs> Producer Annie approved. Hell yeah. Love it. Love it, love it, love it. Um, Speaking of approved, I approve of the pro-level button usage in this episode. <laughs> oh, my God. It was always on point. It was never overused. Always underused. on time. So fantastic. Uh, my next note, interesting winners for the Spaghettathon, which, you know, we already touched on a, a little earlier. Around the 50-minute mark of this episode, and I think it was a total of, like, 58, 59 minutes, they introduced the new Shift Beers theme song. Mind blown. So amazing. So fucking cool. I didn't think it could get any better than what they have had from day one, which is awesome. This new theme music, intro music, whatever they're going to end up using it for, intro, outro, holy crap. You need to crank it up when they're doing this. To 11. To 11. Maybe 12. Does it even go to 12 Ooh. or does it just go to Ooh, 11? I don't you know what I mean? Much. That's too much. It's too much. Okay, okay. It's kind of much. blast it out. All right. But holy crap, the music was phenomenal. Um, I think Brian composed most of it, it sounded like they were yeah. saying. Holy crap. Like, I knew that he was, you know, the Brian the Brewer guy. One of these days, he's going to spell his name right. Today was still not that day. But I didn't realize he had such musical prowess. Dude. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. With his I mean, prowess. Applause to you. Boy, that sounds like something not even. That's, that sounds like something prostate related. Like <laughs> oh, God. Oh, God. What have we done? Oh, man. Could be worse. No, well, actually, well, I don't know if it could be. I mean, I, I guess. Eh. I guess, but eh. I mean. <laughs> just the short list after. Oh, my after God. That. After, yeah. Speaking of short lists. Oh, sorry. How, 
how many that they covered how many beers they drank in 2022. Oh yes, on shift beers they did. That's it pretty respectable. Surprising. It really was. It yeah. really, really was. That's pretty damn respectable. Not, not lying, at all. Yeah, it's a very healthy number. True that. Uh, it's our truth. That it is absolutely our truth, but it's also their truth, and I'm not going to tell you guys the number. No. You need to listen because again, no. From beginning to end, this episode was absolutely amazing. I am so glad that they decided to do. You know, their 37th spaghetti episode. I mean, yeah. it's something that they always circle back to. And for good reason, because it's fun. Uh, do you have anything else before we get to the burp count, which is one of the most fun parts of listening Lee. to... Lee, just put the fuck... Come here. Are we getting Liam to do this? No. God damn it, Liam. Come on. Well, then don't come over here. Just seriously, just stay over there because you're just you're just. He doesn't want to. He doesn't want to, like. Well, but then he doesn't need to come put over here. Anything into this? No. I he just, mean, he just, no, yeah, no, come no. On. What a jackass! He's fucking that guy. Can we? All right. Well, to round off this recap of Shift Beers, episode one hundred twelve. We would have we would have Charles Barkley, but he's at the oh, the um, the waste management open. Oh good God! Because. He's like he the last be. golfer. He would. He's be. like the last celebrity golfer at the Waste Management Open. So they're they're like, dude, everything kind of shut down like three hours ago, and you're still on hole eight. Right. That's that's and what he's doing to, right now. Or he would be here. And that's why we're stuck with Liam. Yeah. Worried. Liam, fucking Liam. All right. Well, would you like to know the number of burps for episode one twelve? Spaghetti about it, aka the All Beth episode. Yes. All right. The number of Mios in this episode, if you know, you know, mm-hmm. listen to the episode, mm-hmm. 72. Whoa. 72 burps. Hey. Which translates, according to the rules of our drinking game, to 144 ounces. Oh, my gosh. Which boils down to nine pints. Hell, yeah. In a 58-minute episode. Oh, my God. You're Holy trashed. crap. Like, I don't know what they were doing, but they were all... Beyond gassy. They were, yeah. If those are the burps that were coming out, I don't want to know how bad that place smelled by the time they were done with don't that Don't light a match. Oh, God, no. No, the place would be just gone. <laughs> and everything in like a 10-mile radius would just nuclear fallout, yeah. hands down. Like Chernobyl. This was such a fun episode. It was fun. It was fantastic. Definitely check it out. Check out episode 112 of Ship Beer Spaghetti About It, and check out spaghetti.net if you have any questions about spaghetti's and why yep just why i think we're done with podcasts uh, okay <laughs> let's see. at this point <laughs> let's 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 wrap it up and uh, there's something new here at higher yes. gravity and yes there's got a new... couple of people here that we know so it's, it's true we're gonna drink some bourbon because it is bourbon wednesday bourbon. so three dollars off well pours of yep. bourbon they have a new one on the well, shelf three dollars off try. uh um Specialty bourbon. Specialty bourbons. My apologies. Thank you for cl- for correcting me on that. And uh, other than that, thank you guys so very much for listening. As always, we really appreciate your listenership. If you like what we're doing and want to support us, first and foremost, tell a friend, a family member, a coworker, uh, your your dog walker, your your parrot feeder, whoever. Tell people about our show. 
word of mouth is the best way to share everything about it. You can also follow us on social media. We are at Truth Beer Pod on all the social media platforms. Send us an email about what uh, what you like, truthbeerpod at gmail.com. Send all of your complaints, things you don't like about our show, to at Raging Hop on Twitter, and he will compile those and put them in a spreadsheet and get them over to us, and we will laugh at them and have such a good time figuring out why didn't you like our prostate jokes. Who knows? Who knows? Also, thank you to everybody who has been with us uh, for a long time. Thank you to for everyone. Who, episodes now. Yeah, thank you for everyone who is just giving this a, a try. Look, mm-hmm. I know that this may be different, a podcast that recaps a city's craft beer podcast, but give us a try. Uh, not only listen to one, listen to two, listen to three. You'll get what we're doing. You'll get the jokes. I mm-hmm. promise you. You'll get it. And um, and then if it's still not for you, at least we got your multiple clicks. So thank you very much. Yeah. If you would like to throw a couple bucks our way so that we can do more stuff with video, video editing software isn't cheap. Also, you need to help us pay for a couple beers here and there. You can do that one of two ways. Go to truthbeerpod.com. We have two links on that page. One is for kind of a one-time donation if you just want to throw us, I don't know, five, seven bucks for a pint of beer for one of us. Or if you want to be a Patreon subscriber, which we are trying to get one to two exclusive Patreon-only pieces of content, video, audio, that type of thing, out a month, do that at patreon.com slash truthbeerpod. Again, links to all of our social media, Patreon, all that are at truthbeerpod. Other than that, Marco, what are you going to be doing next Tuesday, which is the Day of Love? That's right. Valentine's Day. Day. Yeah, Valentine's Day. What I'm going to be doing on Valentine's Day is, uh, guess what, everyone? I'm going to be here with Julia (laughs) recapping Cincinnati Craft Beer Podcast from this week. So cheers, everyone. Cheers, Julia. Cheers. See you next week. See you next week. (laughs) I might wear red. Who knows? Oh, yeah. Or being a a, uh, Cupid outfit. (laughs) I don't know. Do you think we can get higher gravity to put like some candles on the table for us next week? That'd be There'll pretty be candles. Awesome. There'll be candles on the table, right? Hell yeah, there better be. Everyone's gonna have candles. Right? Otherwise, I'm gonna riot.